Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Exodus chapter number 5. <clears throat> Exodus chapter number 5. And I will flip back. You, you stay in Exodus 5. I'm going to read a verse and then I'm going to come to it. Read verses 1 and 2 and, and try to preach what God's put on my heart today. You found Exodus 5, shout amen. amen. I'm going to read out of Exodus 1 and then, t- then go to 5. Listen. Now there arose up a new king over Egypt which knew not Joseph. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast. That's important right there. That they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord? that I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Father, I love you, and I thank you for this morning and this time and the songs. God, do we rejoice in her heart. And I feel a stillness in this place today that I might sow this seed. God, I pray you'd help me today. I pray you'd fill my mouth and guard my tongue. Preach me with accuracy inside the bounds of this holy book. I pray that you touch hearts in this house today. Please, Lord, hear me. I pray we leave here different than we were when we come. With our minds made up and our eyes set on thee. And my God, be glorified in everything we do. Not just in some things, Lord. But help us glorify you in all things. If there be lost here today and in a number this size, most likely some are. I would, God, that they'd be saved today. We've got nine to go to reach that number of 25 if my numbers are right. And my heart's burdened for that, Lord. Save some today for your glory. Use this hillbilly preacher one more time. When you're through with me, call me home, and I'll come to the house. And I thank you for all you do. I ask it in my Savior's name, Jesus. Amen. And amen. I want to try to preach this morning on this thought, calling for compromise. Calling for compromise. I think if we'd be honest in the church today, We've compromised over some things we never thought we would. I pray, I, I believe in this, in the last 20 whatever years it's been that I've been preaching that I've seen change in the church that's unbelievable. There's been compromise in the lives of many people and the church particular in America, I might add. 
Here in Exodus, for those that don't read the Bible, they don't know, I mean, this story is familiar to most, but here it is, the children of Israel were in a famine. His, Joseph's brothers had sold him out. He had wound up in Egypt. And because Joseph of Joseph's peril and, and being persecuted, he saved Israel from starving in the famine. And when they got into it, when they got into Egypt, they began to prosper and to produce. They were very fruitful. God blessed them, blessed the fruit of the womb. And God began to produce a, a people through them that he's going to call for his own. When they found themselves in bondage, after Pharaoh died, and then arose a new king, a new Pharaoh, who did not know Joseph, he didn't recognize that all the blessings that they'd been given in Egypt had come from the Lord. I'm afraid that might be the view of a lot of the church today. They fail to recognize, and governments in particular, that all our blessings come from the Lord. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. He'll always be God, but is he your Lord today? That's the nation that's blessed. When a president some years back stood and said America is no longer a Christian nation, people said boo and ah and no, but he's exactly right. Hey, with the mouth, with the mouth, people speak about him, but their heart's far from him, I'm afraid. So at this time, here comes another Pharaoh. They get into bondage, but God sends a man. God sends a man. God has always had a man. So with that being said, the man is Moses. Pharaoh, Pharaoh is a type of the devil. Why is that? Because he come to steal, kill, and destroy. He come to put into bondage that, he might, that you might be taken by the snares of the devil. Paul said he wants to take you by his snares. He wants to bring you into bondage. Some of you sitting here this morning is in bondage. Hey, look here. He brings you into that bondage. People give heed the wiles of the devil. They give in to the seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. They're brought into bondage. He's a picture of the devil. But Egypt is a picture or a type of the world. It is, it's, it's plain. It is plain. What does the world do? Well, the world is anti-God. The world is anti-anything to do with righteousness. The world is this. Get all you can get while you can get it. But Moses is a type of Christ. He's a type of Christ. There's a lot of ways that I can prove that scripturally. But he's a type of Christ in that he was rejected by his brethren. He had to flee Egypt. He took a Gentile bride. And he come back to deliver his people. That's, all, that's as far as I need to go. For Bible students, that rings the bell right there. You recognize who Moses is a type of. But during this time, Moses shows up. I read you what he said to the king. He said, the Lord God said, not just Moses. I want you to know this morning, this is not Mike McCoy. This is what does saith the word of God. And the Lord God said, let my people go. And the devil said, who is the Lord? I don't know him. 
though the devil does know God. And I won't let him go. He didn't say it, but he could have said, we'll see about that. So what we have, what we have in this story is this, Brother Alec. We have four times that the devil asked the children of Israel to compromise. They said, so here we go, here we go. Number one, here's what he says when he comes into him. Now watch this. So the Lord has had Moses turn the water to blood. That didn't get his attention. So he sent frogs by. The frogs filled the houses. And that upset him, but it didn't get his attention. So then he sends the lice. And, and I, I read where someone said that could have been gnats or mosquitoes. And they filled up the houses. Still not getting his attention. And I, 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 it escapes me whether it's a He sends one more. And then Moses, then, then Pharaoh says, hey, hey, go get Moses. I want to talk to him. And here comes compromise number one. Let me give you the verse, in, uh, chapter and verse so you can research it later. In Exodus 8 and 25, here's what he says. He said, sacrifice if you want to. But do it in Egypt. Sacrifice if you want to. But do it in Egypt. Now I'm paraphrasing the way it says that you can read it for yourself. In Exodus 8.25. If you want to make reference to that. You know what he's saying there? Watch this. You know what he's saying? No separation. No separation. Don't you separate from us. You act just like we act. You do what we do. You want to sacrifice? You do it here. No big deal. Here's the problem. That place is polluted. It's the abomination of God. All them plagues that he brought was in direct response to something they worshipped. Hey, and he's tearing it down. And here's what he's saying. Just do it here. Just be like us. One more God's not going to hurt nothing. Just put him in there with the rest of them. Paul answers that. In 2 Corinthians 20, he says this, 6, 17. He says, come out from among them and be ye separate. And touch not the unclean thing and I will receive you. Come out from among them. From among who? From among the world. You're not supposed to look like the world. We're not supposed to act like the world. We're not supposed to be like the world. We're supposed to be different. We're a peculiar people, zealous of good works. God help us. For churches, people, God help me. That wouldn't want to come out from among them. And be separate. Come out from among them. Be separate. Here's what John said about it. Let me get to right so, so you can reference this. First John, uh, is it two? First John 2 and 15 says this. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now you might be like Randy and not get emotional. But that is not me. I was born emotional. 
I was emotional as a boy. I'm emotional now. When I walk up, watch a ball game, I am not going to be sitting there going, well, look at that. They scored a touchdown. When my team does something good, I rejoice. When my team does something bad, I do the opposite of rejoice. But I can tell you, the first thought that crossed my mind when all them people come out of the stands and tore the goalposts down was, I wonder what they'll do in church tomorrow. First thing that hit my mind. Got in the room, I opened the book. I'd been studying all day, on and off. I got in the book. And I, there it was. Don't be like them. Does that mean you can't enjoy a ball game? I don't think so. I'll tell you what it does mean. It means don't enjoy the ball game more than you enjoy this. You enjoy the ball game more than you enjoy this, you got a problem with God. You enjoy the ball game more than you love the Lord, you got a problem with God. You, you can't get emotional in the house of God. You might need a checkup. I'm telling you, you would have died and went to hell, but God, <laughs> God sent his son that you don't have to go. Sacrifice if you want to. Just do it here with us. And be like everybody else. Compromise number two. Exodus 8 and 28 in that same chapter. Here's what he said. He said, well, if you won't do it with us, here's what he said to do. He said, just stay in Egypt or stay close to Egypt. If you won't stay in Egypt, just stay close. Just don't get too far out there. Don't be one of them nut jobs that thinks you ought to go to church every Sunday morning and Sunday night. Don't be one of them. No, no. If you won't do it, you won't do it. Go out there and do it, but don't do too much of it. Don't get too far away. No, stay here with us. See, just go out there. I'll tell you what we need to do. We've got to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's times when you should have been a teacher, but you have need that one teach you again. And when you ought to be eating the meat of this word, you're still asking baby questions. Hey, listen, there's still things bothering you that shouldn't bother you anymore. You ought to be able to take that and keep on going. Praise God, be like the Apostle Paul. Said, I'm not going to think on these things. I'm going to think on whatever is good, right, pure, true. That's the things I'm going to think on. I'm not going to be bound down by these things. I'm going all the way. You know what he's saying right here? Pharaoh is, just don't fully commit. Be a SMO. I stole that from Chris Rumfelt, but that's one of the best things I've heard in, in years. Sunday morning only. 
Don't fully commit. Just compromise. Don't get committed to doing something for God. He'll understand. Will he? You asked me if Mike McCoy give his son Dustin for this bunch right here, and then you didn't do what I asked you to do, you think I'd understand? I'd kill you graveyard dead. Thank God for grace. He should have killed me a million times. Oh, I'm about to feel preaching right here. He should have killed me a bunch. He never killed me. Praise God. Every, <laughs> every time I come to the well, I feel mercy and grace. There he is. Don't fully commit. If we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. What do we do? We believe in our heart. The word believe means commit. We commit ourselves to him. It's like a marriage. You commit. Stump right there. Hit a stump right there. You let the Holy Ghost deal with you over that. If we confess him with our mouth and believe in our heart that God raised him dead, we shall be saved. With the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. Stay close. Just stay close to Egypt. Don't get too far out there now. Don't be one of them nut jobs like, like, like your preacher that goes to church about all the time. Don't do, you don't have to do that. No, you don't have to. Somebody's watching you. I'll get on that in just a minute. Scripture number two is 1 Timothy. Randall quoted this this morning. Or 2 Timothy 1 and 12 when he said, I know in whom I have believed. I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have Committed, there it is. Against that day, that's the day of the Lord. And we, so is there commitment? Is there commitment? Or is there compromise? The devil says, don't go on Sunday night. You're too tired. You don't feel like it. And that's a God's truth. That's the only time he ever tells the truth. There's times I don't feel like coming. But I made a commitment, Brother Brantz. I thought long and hard about before I ever took this church to pastor. Because evangelizing is working real good for me. Just preach revivals, fill in on Sundays, praise God, work. During the week, have insurance and all that stuff. It's, I mean, it's going good. But pastoring's a different animal. I'm going to tell you, God don't hold his pastor to any more strict line than he does you if you join this church. Now, you free floaters that don't want to join, you don't care about joining, you don't, you're welcome to come. I love you. I'll preach you, feed you the best of my ability as long as you want to come. But I like what Jimmy Robinson said. We went to lunch. This is not confidential. Everybody could hear us talking at the table. 
Here's what Jimmy, Brother Jimmy said, sitting right back there. He said, I know that's where God wants me to be. And if that's where God wants me to be, then I need to join up and do what I can do for the glory of God. You know, the first thing I done, had him patch a hole in the ceiling in the basement. I said, you said you could do things. I can. I got something for you to do. Can you patch a hole? He said, in the sheetrock. Oh, yeah, it's that good work. And if I'd have never said it today, nobody in this world, and I'm not trying to steal your blessing, nobody in this room, this world, nobody to ever knowed that just one day there wasn't a hole there. Kelvin Wilson said, don't ask me to pray. Don't ask me to teach a class. He's standing at the door, garden right now. And here's what Kelvin said. He said, Mike, you see them? You see them? God gave them to me. And I know how to use them. So when you need something, here. Here. Say, what are you talking about? I'm talking about being committed. So when some of the older sisters said they was having trouble getting up down the ramp that goes down there, no issue for us right now. It may be next week. I don't know. There's a little bit of issue when I had back problems. Hey, and they said, we need handrails. You know what I've done? I said, hey, Kelvin, can you stick me up two handrails? Hey, girls, they're not there yet, but they're on their way. Why? Somebody's committed. Don't go too far. If you want sacrifice in Egypt, just don't go far away. Compromise number three. Exodus 10 verse number 11. Here's what he says to do. He said, all right, you men go, but leave the children with us. You men go, take the men and go out. What is he thinking? He's thinking if the children are here, they'll come back. If they don't take their kids, they're coming back. Some don't care to leave the kids today. Number one, they'd have stayed in Egypt in the first place and joined in with the rest of the false gods and the false worship and everything about it being wrong. Or number two, they wouldn't have went very far. Well, we'll go out here a little ways, but we'll always be coming back. Or number three, Pharaoh said, "Don't. hey, you can go if you want to, but leave the kids. Moses said, we ain't going without the kids. We're not going without the youngins. I'm not going without my youngins. Bless God, I'm committed. I'm committed. They're going to see me. Colin Boy standing. There's a picture Pat posted something on Facebook. Colin Boy standing there with his hands folded watching Paul on the TV uh, Thursday night in Hazel. You know what I want him to see? And if I didn't do nothing but come and sit in a pew, you know what I'd want him to see? Every time that the church doors open, and know one thing. You know what Dusty knows about his grandpa? You know what Dusty knows about his grandpa? 
whether you like Branch or you don't like Branch. If you're going to heaven, you got to love him. You know you pass from death into life because you love the brethren. He knows he's going to be sitting right there. And when he comes to church up here next week, he'll ask Mike to scoot over. Or if he can beat him to that spot, he'll sit down right there. I ain't going without the kids. Can you imagine going without kids? Can you imagine going? I'm not going without it. The devil said, just leave them here. Put them in the world. Fill them up with worldly things. Teach them to shout and run at ball games, but don't say nothing in the house of God. You teach them to go to college where they're going to teach them that there is no God and they'll make a lot of money, but it'll be okay. No, it won't if they don't stay committed to the house of God. I need some daddies that'll tighten their belt, look the world and the devil right in the eye and say, I ain't backing up. And I ain't giving in, and I'm not quitting. If they want to know, they know when to not call me. They know if they call me Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, or through the nights of the week that I'm uh, leave me a message. I'm probably in a meeting somewhere, and I've got a different calling than you've got. But if you're a daddy today, you've got a calling to lead your family. Said the children shouldn't lay up for the parent. Paul did, but the parent for the children. He said, if you provide not for your own, especially those of your own household, you're worse than an infidel and have denied the faith. Man, I started out bad. I started out being just like my daddy. That's why I had you repeat that today, Carl, in Sunday school. My daddy was not... A strong spiritual man. And he even made it hard on my mama for taking us to church. That sometimes, not all the time. And the time that he got anchored in and got close to God was when that man's grandpa was our pastor. I thought when, when Katie come by and hugged me today, I thought how, how it come full circle, Michael, that while we was at D.C. Robbins Church on Bowman Road, Bowman Baptist, Dean was there. While we was down there, my dad got more anchored in the church than, than anywhere. Lyle come, he built the church down there at the little free will church in Woody. The, the, the road missed it somehow. There it is. It's still there, still the same size it was when we built it. And we, we worked in that thing as a boy. I was working there. And then dad got mad over something and they quit church, Randy. And when they quit, I quit. And I got in trouble like I, none of you know here. And I won't tell you. You know why? Because I quit going to church. That's why. Go if you want to. Don't take the kids with you. I've got news for the devil. I ain't going without the kids. Now, I put a lot of heat on the daddies right there. 
But I'm telling you, Mama, if Daddy won't go, then you fall in line next. You two are one. Mama, you fall in line and you do the work. That's not me. Oh! This crowd will be diminished by 50% tonight. You tell me. Better than that, don't tell me. You tell the Lord. No compromise in me. Oh, yeah. Just leave the kids, Moses said, ain't done it. When I lead Colin Boy to the Lord, I'm going to sit in my chair and say, God, you can take me home. I'm done. That's my last achievement in this life. I'm bound and determined somewhere, someday. Pa's going to kneel down to that little boy and hear him call on the name of the Lord. I'm determined it's going to happen. I ask him for him. I ask him for it all the time. It's going to happen. I'm going to do it. Just leave your kids here. Let them be like the world. Let them look like the world, dress like the world. Let them be the world. Let them do everything the world's doing. Hey, Facebook, MTV, Disney, all that stuff, little witches, little warlocks, all the stuff the Bible said don't have anything to do with. Hey, but it's good. We love it. Tell my boy, say, don't, hey, look here. He don't need to do some of that stuff. But he's the daddy and I'm a grandpa. How would you know that? I learned that. Did you make all the right moves? No. That's why I'm preaching to you this morning. So you will. If mom and dad won't do it, you grandparent do it. Teresa, they're not back yet, but you put something in them a long time ago. All them girls, however many, 30 or 40 of them, however many you had, it's a bunch, it's all girls that's raised in this church. I know all their names. I can see them. I don't know them now. They're grown. But God put something in them back then. Church ought to be enjoyable to the kids. Number four. I'm closing down on this. Send the men, leave the children. Can't do it. Kids got to go. Last compromise. Well, if you won't leave the kids, let me give you a scripture so you can find it at home. Exodus 10, 24. If you won't leave the kids, then just leave your flocks and herds. Don't give the things that are of value. Don't give your living. You leave it here and you go out without that. Now God, the moraine had come and killed their livestock. And they're trying to recap. I'm sure his prime, maybe motive number one was this. I'll, I'll recoup what we've lost because God's not killing nothing in Goshen. Do you know what that's a picture of? It's a picture of what you own, what you possess. 
We was all over this in Sunday school this morning. Talking about sacrifices and offerings and giving a tenth to the Lord. I'm about to train wreck some of you right here. I love you just the same. Whether you ever come back or not, you've got to know this pastor loves you or I'd tell you a lie. Malachi, the last word from the Lord before he's about to be silent for 400 years, says, will a man rob God? And he said, where have you robbed me? In tithes and offerings. Say, oh, I knew if I come there long enough, that preacher would preach on money. We're doing just fine without your money. I'm trying to help you. Because there's enough people in here that do tithe and then they offer. And God can receive the, the offering or reject the offering. It's God's call. But if you're going to do it God's way, you'll take the first fruits. That's for Uncle Sam gets his part and you'll give 10% of that to God. Now, this will prove that I'm not talking about money for us. If you can't give it, Listen, if you will give it, you give it to somebody else. You find somebody, you find a church that's barely paying the light bill and tithe to them. If they're preaching the word of God. But if you've never tithed, you never give God 10% of what God gives you every day. I challenge you to try it. But why would you do that? Because God said in the same chapter, prove me. You prove me, I'll open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. You won't even have room to receive it. Thought Tony's going to preach my message in men's prayer breakfast yesterday. He covered a bunch of this. Do you do that? The, the church that tithes more than anybody I know is, is, is Rubyville Community Church. Unbelievable. And they're in the poorest county in Ohio. And they're not sitting full of doctors and lawyers. Granted, they got two times plus what we've got here, but they got people that's giving. And you know what they do with it? They buy churches for people. They bought a bus for the Parsons. They bought a bus for another singing group. They give $100,000 to the flood victims in Kentucky. I mean, they build up a bank account and they go to slinging checks. And Cal don't know. And I might have said this here. I don't know. But my deductible wasn't met when all my surgery come through. And they sent your preacher $5,000. You know how much money I owed? You want to guess? I knew I'd hit a stump right here, and it'd get it'd get tight. I don't care. I, look, I do care, but I'm not quitting. If you make a hundred dollars, you ought to put ten dollars in offering plate. And then, then, then I'm going to help you even more. Then you give an offering somewhere. You offer something other than that. What do you mean? Send Jacob Berry some money. 
Send, send, another, send a missionary $10, $20, I ain't doing that, preacher. I'll just stay poor. He wants to bless you. You just won't let him. Say, that's all Old Testament stuff. Hebrews 7 and, and 2, Melchizedek, Melchizedek is a type of Christ. No beginning, no end. He's a type of Christ. It says that in the book. And Abraham gave him a tenth. So he's bringing what it says in the Old Testament over into the New Testament. One guy was tithing fine until he started making 100000 a year. Man, I was making I was making little money. Didn't seem like I was giving much, but I'm making a hundred grand now. I, I just can't hardly tithe on that. Preacher said, I'll pray you get back to where you was when you started. How many hours are in a week? Seven times twenty-four. Do we, that's right, that's right, Jim. So, so is the tithe just the money? You know what I ask you when you join this church? I ask three things of you. Well, I ask you, been saved and baptized. You love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Yes, 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 yes. You willing to serve this church with the best of your ability with your tithe, your time, and your talents. I ask everybody to join this church. That's, that's, I ask them three things of you. Everybody join. But it's not just in the money. It's the time. It's time. We need your time. It don't matter how I live. Here's an illustration I heard. You can keep your yard trimmed, spick and span, Put your baby on a blanket and let him roll around on the manicured grass. But if your neighbors living in a junk pile over there got garbage piled up and dead stuff laying around, you know where the flies come? To your baby laying on your green grass. Now you think about that for about a day and a half and the light bulb's going to go off. It does matter how the neighbor lives as well. We have all this time. We have all this time. Do we spend, if we give God 10% of our time, if it's 168, let's just say it's 16 hours a week. Close enough? 16 hours a week. Let's say, let's say we give God two hours, three services a week. Let's say we read the Bible... Half an hour a day, half an hour a day, seven days a week, three and a half hours. Let's say we pray a half hour every day, seven days a week, three and a half hours. We're still at 13 hours, and we're three shy. Now, preacher, you've gone over the top. I had a guy, I preached this in another message one time, similar, and had a guy confront me at the back door and said, I don't believe nothing you said today. I said, you can be wrong if you want to. 
I think Hebrews said not forsaking the assembling of your, yourselves together as the manner of Sundays and so much more as you see the day approaching. I'm telling you, the day's on the horizon. I know all the youngins are, are a big part of them are in the children's church. Thank you, Brother. Gracie in there? She's in children's church. Come here, Riley. Come here, son. You hold that hand right there. I want to walk. And I'm bringing this one with me. And if I'm going this way, his way's going. We're going up on the stage. He's going up with me. Why? Because preacher's leading him. In the way he needs to go. Train up a child in the way he ought to go. And when he's old, he won't depart from it. Well, thank you, buddy, for being my illustration. That's exactly it. And I don't want him to just see me putting my money in. It's easy to just put. People's got money today. I was at a gas station the other day. They said, Lord, this gas is high. And I said, yeah, and God's blessed me. I can still fill my tank up. You got money. But it's more than the money you need. We read it in Sunday school this morning. He said, I don't care nothing about you. Your, your fat calves and your sacrifices and stuff. Because you don't do it because you love me. All right, that's a 45 minute Revival message on a Sunday morning, and you're welcome. There's no time to. There's no time to lower the bar. God help me. Oh God, don't let us lower. Help me, God, not to lower the bar. I don't want to lower the bar. I want to raise the bar. Everybody else may take the bar down. Bless God, we're not taking the bar down. We're going to raise the bar. The crowd may get thin. We ain't taking the bar down. And if you think I've preached this just to beat you up this morning, I'm praying that the Holy Ghost deal with you harshly tonight. You don't know how valuable you are to me. Junior said in the, in the prayer room this morning, they said, people left the church, they got them all tore up. Said, said, oh, the pastor's all tore up. You know how that is, Brother Mike. Oh, I know how it is. If you didn't care, it wouldn't bother you. You could be a hireling. Play me something. Stand with me this morning and bow your heads.
Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.